The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse ends their losing streak with a 77-61 win over Pitt. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback in a rematch with Florida State as they return to the Dome for Revenge this Saturday at 3 o'clock. We'll be on ESPN if you are out of town or don't plan on going to the Dome for all of you. Uh, a little bit of football news and um, a change to the format a little bit. We're going to mix the montage with fan feedback. So normally we would do fan feedback on the Green Room app. We're going to do the preview for Florida State on the on the greener map. We're going to play with it, see if it works, and go from there. Um, football news, real quick. Sean Tucker is going to run track. I don't have anything in front of me, Joe. Joe just, just threw this at me before we came on. Uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing and not surprising in the least. And I also, I think that's awesome. That is really cool. So, yeah. Well, so that mean that he's going to bring make 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 track great again, Sean Tucker. Make track great again. Well, I mean, so he's doing the short sprint, sixty meter dash, right? Um, that's kind of his race that he's going to be doing here. I guess Friday night is his first uh, preliminary race, so to speak. Um, and it's just to me, it says a lot because realistically you wouldn't think that somebody like it it's positive because he's healthy right no da- no, track no, no days off health. no days off constantly right. conditioning well because i mean there's a lot of players football players especially that at the end of the season like they need a little bit of time to like yes. get through some stuff and even some people play through injuries that need surgeries in the offseason right so right just to see the that the load that he carried um, over the last two years and over this past year, and to see him being healthy enough to just turn around and, and okay, I'm going to do track, right? So um, good because we know he's healthy, and also good because this really can only help with his speed, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, you know, he's not he's not hampering any injuries. He didn't he didn't work through much, if anything, during the football season. Um, tough as an ox, and going to keep him conditioned for football season. And I mean, how cool is that? And no, I'm- it, down with it right and uh <laughs> so all eyes will be on on track and i'm sure and I'm, I'm not joking when i say make track great again sean tucker because it will you know it, now all eyes will be on track 
No, has, I mean Syracuse's track team actually has been pretty good, especially. Oh, abso- absolutely, but let's be yes. How many? I mean, they had some Olympians and stuff. So. Absolutely, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, let's be honest. You got could Sean help get Tucker. Some more eyes it could definitely there, right? help people that don't like. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. There's a couple of things I haven't watched Syracuse play. One of them's track. Okay, <laughs> just not my thing. Would I watch Sean Tucker run track? Yes, I would. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, Dan Villari. Villari is a New York kid, graduated from Plain Edge High School in Massapequa. Uh, he played in four games during his two seasons with Michigan, uh, completing one pass on three attempts for 26 yards. He was a three-star recruit out of high school and the number 14 player in his class from New York via 247. He also uh, was a first-team All-State and All-Long Island selection during his high school days, according to Noon's magician uh, Christian DeGuzman reporting. And... Um, you know, Syracuse picks up a transfer quarterback, Michigan transfer quarterback. Um, now, Joe, in r- realistic terms, and, it, it, you know, just to maybe hype something up or just squash it right out of the gate, are we going to have another quarter quarterback controversy two years in a row, three years in a row, rather, just about? Um, or what? I mean, look, he's got an arm as at Oil, oil Cuse. Brought to my attention via Twitter, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, hell of an arm. And uh, at Oil Cues, our buddy Captain Patrick, he would like to hear what you have to say, Joe. Even though he doesn't respect your opinion, but he has to hear it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, to me, I mean, just the fact that he got a scholarship to Michigan, I mean, it showed him something. Obviously, you know, three-star from Long Island, um, I do not know if we even tried to get this guy. Um, I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah, so, but I'm assuming that, you know, so he's got four years of eligibility left after so, taking a red shirt in 2021, right? So that's realistically the way you look at it is um, he's probably the best quarterback option that we can get realistically between the transfer portal and between the recruits that are left at this point in the recruiting class. Um I haven't seen enough of him to say, talk about his arm or talk about anything, but you can look at some of the articles, like one article from Syracuse.com talked about how he, um, Eric Dungey was a little bit of his role model and he kind of, you know, played like him a little bit, so to speak. And, um, he's, he's a physical guy. Uh, you know how John, or, uh, sorry, John Harbaugh, sorry, John Harbaugh. <laughs> tough coach you know he's a gritty guy and uh he's not going to take somebody three-star like that out of new york unless he thinks that there's a there's something there and um i trust that part of it um and now he's you know deep in the depth chart and he sees a situation where he can probably move closer to home and um realistically he played he played special teams to kind of tell you give him a little bit of a you know his toughness you know and i'm sure he wasn't it wasn't just holding you know, for the kicker, you know, he was out there blocking, trying to make tackles and stuff on special teams to tell you what kind of player he is. So with the new offensive coordinator and the new quarterback coach we have and a guy like this who, you know, can run, he's a physical guy. Um, and if he has the arm uh, that old boy says he does, then maybe this is some somebody that, you know, Jason Beck can turn into, you know, a player down the road. I don't think this is a guy that's going to come in and, you know, challenge Garrett Schrader. I think Garrett Schrader is going to be the starter going into next year. And I think that's going to be the focus with the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. 
Um, but with four, four seasons of eligibility left, I definitely see a situation where this guy could help us down in the future. Um, now I'm not going to get so excited to the point where, you know, you know, he's going to take over for Garrett, but well, adds, it adds needed depth. I mean, it adds, I, I, yes, it absolutely has needed depth. And, you know, it's not far fetched to think that maybe he doesn't end up being the backup. Maybe. Right. I was going to, that's what I was going to say. Maybe he becomes the number two, right? Right. That's yes. that's fair, right? And, and I think that he knows the situation he's coming into, right? He absolutely he does. But I be, he, but if, hold on, real quick. But he does, and maybe that's what is enticing him a little bit more. Maybe he thinks, "Hey, look, I've watched Garrett Trader. No offense, but maybe I could do better." He knows where we struggled. Like obviously everybody does, right? Yeah, and you know how you know how Coach Babers plays it. You know he's going to play the best. If you come in and you compete and you're better than the other guy, then he's going to give you that time. Did he? Did he play? Look, there was a loyalty issue last season. Let's be honest. I, I, that's what I believe. Mm. Should have, would have, could have pulled the trigger on that earlier. Could have changed. Yeah, things. probably. Okay. Um, all right. With that said, anything else, Joe, on that? Because you'll, nope. I know you'll go forever. I don't want to open the door almost. Okay. Like I said, I, I just don't. Oh, jeez, he said no, and then he starts going again. See, this is where I screwed I'm just up. I'm saying I don't <laughs> think it's a situation where he's going to challenge for the starting spot. Okay, but right. I definitely think it's like you said, much added depth, and he could definitely fill a spot where he comes in and takes over for at least being able to be a viable backup just in case Gary gets hurt. And there is Instagram video I retweeted. If you want to go there and, and check out the short video he put together. Um, with him throwing the ball, the one that uh, Captain Patrick uh, alerted me to yesterday, which was actually kept. So I'm not on Twitter much. I don't get, and I don't. I'm not on anything much, and I don't check a lot of stuff until the day of the podcast. Like that's just how I am right now. Football season a little bit different. The basketball season's kind of like because football season so much. Bam, 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 bam all the time. So when it calms right. down, I calm down a little bit. So actually, Captain Patrick's the one that alerted me to it yesterday. I had no idea now until he brought it to my attention and I was like, what's going on here? So then I figured it out. But anyway, all right, let's take a listen and hear what coach had to say after the win last night in the Dome. First half's a good example of why we're losing games. You know, our, our defense is awful. And uh, if Buddy just didn't make some really long threes, we would have been down 10 or 12 points at halftime. We really should have been down 10 or 12 points at halftime. Uh, you know, Jesse was not in it defensively, and uh, we just weren't, weren't covering shooters. We weren't really doing much inside, and it's why we've struggled this year. The second half was a completely turn, huge turnaround. Our defense was just by far the best it's been all year, movement-wise, coverage-wise. Um, you know, we did a good job on Hughley. He's had a couple monster games lately, but our, our defense was the difference. And you know, offensively, we got some good situations. Uh, Jimmy got into some good post situations, and uh, our ball movement was better uh, than it's been. And, uh, you know, it was a, a good solid half, second half of basketball in terms of our offense. But our offense has been pretty solid. Our defense is, you know, it just hasn't been good enough. And, you know, they made shots, but you cannot, I mean, they may not be a good shooting team, but you give people shots, open shots, they're going to make them. If you can test them a little bit, then they're going to miss. And, 
So hopefully we'll learn from this and be a better defensive team the next time out. He's been really good in practice. He's given us energy in practice. He's been the best forward in practice off the bench. And uh, I wanted Benny to have a try in the beginning, and he, you know, he's just he's struggling. And uh, John has had really good practices. He moves without the ball, sets screens, and um, I thought he I thought he was good in there. I thought Frank was good in there. I thought Cy was good. But again, I think we're getting better. There's a long way to go. I told the players that before the game tonight, uh, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or what anybody says or what the record is. We're just going to play this game, and we're going to get ready now and play Florida State and try to get better. And every game's going to be tough, simple as that. But again, I, I, the second half was uh, the best that we've really played all year by quite a lot. Our offense has been good all year. It's our defense was good. That was the difference in the end of the half and the start of the second half. And for the second half, we really played the most consistent. You know, the kid came in off the bench and made two really hard threes. Or we wouldn't have given up any threes in the second half. So, again, it was our defense was better, and uh, that's something we have to keep getting better going forward. Yeah, I think for, for us to be our best team, Coach always says I have to be aggressive. He said that to me, he said that in the media. That I think that's a big point of emphasis for all of us. And I think it's just trying to find the balance of, of when, when I can attack, when, when I have little guys on me, when I have bigger guys on me who I can go by, and, and, and reading that situation and making those adjustments in the game. So um, I, I think it's just as the season goes on, obviously the, the attention that, that Buddy gets is going to be important for me to, to step up and, and, and have big scoring nights that I think I'm capable of and, and, I, and all my coaches and teammates think, think that. As well. All right, the coach montage is brought to you and us by the Spotify Green Room app. Go there to your iOS or Android stores, download the app. It's free. All you need is a username, email address, and a password to sign up. Go ahead and follow us at QS Militia on that thing and sign up for notifications when you do when we go live here during the podcast for fan feedback or um, the next game preview. You can be alerted. You can sit in there and listen, you can chat, or you can request to speak. Request to speak and uh, give your prediction or give us your thoughts on the previous game. We would love to interact with you guys like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun, um, but you don't just have to listen to us, okay? That would be awful. There's plenty of other people to listen to, plenty of other topics to follow, and you can do your own thing. So go to the Spotify Go to your iOS or Android stores. Download the Spotify Green Room app. The thing's getting huge, by the way. It really is. It's a, there's, I'm seeing more and more stuff on there every day. So, uh, And it's really easy to use. So go there. Check it out today. It's free. Damn it. It's free. All right, Joe. Let's start. Uh, let's start at the top here, like we always do. Um, like Coach said, the first half is a good example of why they've been losing games. The defense is awful. Uh, were his exact words. And uh, Jesse struggled a little bit defensively in the first half, but he also didn't have any fouls. So that's quite possibly um, correlated there. Uh, I thought he had one. (laughs) Did he? I don't know. Okay. For some reason I did. I thought I I heard that he went through the whole first half without fouling. Okay, let's say he had one still. Okay. Um, the second half, big turnaround, obviously, but the defense at the end of the day, the story for this one. Uh, Joe on Joe T on Facebook, uh, defense 
Best defense I've seen from the Cuse in the second half of a game. That's what led to the offense uh, effectiveness in the in that half as well. Free throws need to be better. Cuse hits those, and the win would have been even more. Uh, go Cuse. That from our buddy Joe on Facebook. And top fan, top fan Dominic on Facebook. I think that stretch of the first half where Jim used his bench more than I've seen in years helped this team play better D in the second half. Or Pitt is so bad, Jim thought he could get them some playing time without hurting anyone. No, I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, At Damn Twin on Twitter, glad to see Buddy shooting like that. Pitt is not a good shooting team, but Cuse still with the defense was solid. So, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Joe, obviously we could talk all day about, well, it's Pitt, right? It's Pitt and Syracuse's defense should be true. It should be better against them is true. And I agree, but for crying out loud, I mean, we got to start somewhere, right? And it all, right. and a lot of this, a lot of the, a lot of gameplay on the court stems from just pure confidence. I mean, let's be honest in the first half when <laughs> I mean, we were all, there is not a Syracuse fan listening to this show right now that in the first half was not just like, here we go again. Here we go again. Just playing down mm-hmm. the competition, horrible defense, losing a lead. Syracuse ends up kind of making a charge, going up 35-34 at halftime. Not something that they've done. They're usually getting worse at halftime. And then they even came out in the second half on fire. So a complete turnaround, Joe, than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. I mean, realistically, just another thing that's different, right? That's just comes out of the blue that just makes a difference. I mean, there's a lot of people that looked at it like you looked at the last couple of games. We usually do well in the first half and then we crumbled, right? Right. And like this was like the complete opposite, opposite right. right? So um, I thought it was a good call for him to bring bring them in. I know Coach, he said something about how John Bull on defense has been one of the better you know forwards um, in practice. So when he brought those guys in and was a little bit bigger and stuff like that, um, you know, I think that it just changed with the length and stuff like that, helped down low. Um, and not only that, but sometimes you need to be able to do that to, to light a fire under somebody. You know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm getting these minutes. He's not going to pull me unless I'm in foul trouble, right? And um, sometimes, you know, you need that little kick, kick in the butt. You know, I'm sure Jesse wasn't happy coming out. I'm sure he got a little talking to, especially since it wasn't because of the foul trouble. Um, and he put some guys in that gave some good minutes on defense and all the while probably got Jesse a little fired up because he's sitting on the bench and, um, you know, it worked both at both ways. You know, sometimes you do that and the players that come in don't play that well. Um, but at the end of the day, um, second half defense definitely stepped up probably the best defense a half we've had. And I know there's a lot of people that are going to be like, Oh, it's just pit. Well, I mean, we've let everybody score. doesn't matter. So, yeah, albeit, and, albeit I know that, I mean, this is probably the worst three-point shooting team we've played against. But, and they but obviously, to, to be fair, their, la- their, their ACC games, their, their last four ACC games, they were shooting 36%. And on top of that, I mean, you talk about their, well, they were one and three coming into this, and every single ACC game was, was within, close, three, within three, three points, points as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they play tough. They play good defense. Uh, you can tell they're shorthanded, and they got issues with um, their roster. I know they had a, their big a graphic that showed good. up. 
there's a graphic that showed up during the game yesterday kind of explains, you know, there's an injury. Somebody else has like got some legal issues and stuff like that. So not necessarily the full team that uh, Capel thought he was going to have. But nonetheless, I mean, they have to, you know, if we look at it like our fans look at it like, hey, you know, they're a D1 team. They're Pittsburgh. It's up to Capel to get them ready. Right. And uh, they're an ACC team that's given all the ACC teams they've played fits. And um, you know, for us to come out and beat them by 16, no, I, mean, I don't really even know if, if anybody, how many teams have done that. They have 10 losses, and I don't know how many teams have beat them by 16. So you still got to go out and do it. And I know we shot 51%, but defense in the second half definitely, definitely was, um, was, was key. And I don't care just Pittsburgh, this, this, and that. Obviously, we're going to play better offenses. But you got to do it to somebody first to prove that you can actually do it. So hopefully it's a huge, huge momentum booster, especially with our guys on defense. Yeah, buddy, you know, I took him, what, seven and a half minutes, but game high, 24 points, and um, actually, absolutely made the difference. And um, the, the screens were working great yesterday, which we don't always see. I mean, buddy has been having fits the past few games. And so, you know, there's something to be said about the competition a little bit, like you mentioned, Joe, with the struggles that they're having, but who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, you got to do it. Uh, like Joe says here, the best defense I've seen from Houston in the second half of a game this year. Absolutely. I mean, Coach said it. I mean, I, I think it was clear to everybody. They, re, they, they flipped the script, and um, it, was, it was good to see. question is, can they keep doing it? Because they got a couple more right. games at home, and they need them both. And this wasn't. Well, I think I might have this comment in here, and I totally agree with it. Yes, uh, and let's and I'll save it. So, um, okay, John Bull uh, gets put in, and um, Coach talks about him being the best forward in practice, and, and you know, that's what coaches are going to go off of. They're going to get these guys are going to game playing time, but based on a lot of what they do in practice. Uh, Benny's struggling a little bit, and you know, how many minutes did Benny get? Four. You know, um, mm-hmm. you can make a case for maybe he gets some should get some more minutes maybe in in the in the second half there. But um, at K Nabiwaniak on Twitter, love the minutes Samir gave us tonight. Jesse was terrific and fouled out just to make a few dome fans laugh. And buddy, that's good. And buddy was on fire. Great bounce back win. Yes, exactly. And it doesn't really matter who we're playing or, or, or whatever, we, we, we had to win this game, quad four game at home. And Samir, I thought Samir was good. You know, he had a couple turnovers, but at the end of the day, he played 12 minutes, five points, and um, got to the line, um, steal, and what, well, one rebound. But two, yeah, one rebound. So um, solid minutes. I mean, he's active out there. That's what I like. He, 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 brings, mm-hmm. he brings the energy. He kind of yep. up-tempos everything. And that's kind of that's one little small piece that he adds that Syracuse is missing from the starting five. Uh, Jesse says Jim was listening to you when you said try John Bull last pod. Jesse played good D on the big guy. If we could stop giving up so many threes and force people to go inside, we may not be half bad. Pitt couldn't shoot though. Uh, yeah, even Pitt started off pretty decent from three, and that worried me a tiny bit. And they actually didn't finish terrible. They finished around their average, 31, 7 for 22, which which isn't – it's not about awful. About yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 31.8, yeah. Um, it's not awful, but it's about their average. Like I said, they've been shooting the average of 36 coming into this game in ACC play. So, 
I mean, it wasn't wasn't just us they were hitting them against, but they did struggle like wicked bad in the second half. They took them over nine minutes to score from the floor um, in the second half, which is an amazingly agonizing stretch if you're a fan of a team and you're just watching the other team score and you can't watch your your team's not doing anything. Um, Needed to win and the next two free throws are essential. Williams looks lost. Hope he gets some time to improve. On to the next one. That is Steve from Facebook. Um, Let's see. One more here regards to this. Michael, top fan on Facebook. A must-not-lose game with a decent performance on both ends of the court. Was interesting to see how deep Coach was willing to go into the bench without any significant minutes from Benny. While watching this game, I reflected on how bad Jesse looked two years ago. Kudos to him and the coaching staff for his development. Um... On to Cincinnati. Oh, wait, Florida State. Um, Benny, uh, Tim on Facebook, Benny will transfer four minutes in a blowout win. I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, don't, I don't know about he's that. He's already came he's, out and said he's he, not. He's, so. he's, he's been very, Tim, Benny has been, been very, very clear that he's going to trust the process here. I don't think Benny's hitting the floor doing what he's doing and thinking that he deserves more minutes. I don't think it's a situation like that. I think he's a very humble kid. I think he's, he's young. He knows he's young, and he knows he's got a lot to learn. He's got a Hall of Fame coach um, right behind him trying to get him ready, and he's patient. And that's kind of what – I mean, just because we don't see it much anymore and people transfer so fast doesn't mean there's kids out there that aren't like that still. Yep. And, and, and um, you know, back to Michael's point, a must-not-lose. It's a perfect way to put it, Michael. Not a must win, but we could not lose this freaking game. A must win this early is a little bit different, uh, and I understand his point there, Joe. If you could decide to di- uh, decipher the difference, you know what I mean. Just couldn't yeah. couldn't lose that one at home. No, no, you couldn't, and um, that's just one of those things. I mean, I just I hate when it's a situation where it's like, oh, this is this is a it's a must win game. We can't lose this, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you win, and then it's like, yeah, well, we beat Pittsburgh, but big deal. Right. And it's like, you know, it's just it's so annoying to have to deal with like that type of fan where it's like, oh, this is a must win. We have to do this. We have to do that. And then you win by 16. And it's like, well, it was just Pittsburgh. Big deal. What did it prove? Like, right. Well, we very frustrating. We, like, just can you just like relish in the moment for a second that we just did what we were supposed to do by probably like better than what we were, just, you know, people thought we were going to do it. Like, well, Ken Palm predicted we, we looked better. Ken Pond's been pretty damn close this year, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. With, with, I don't pay attention to much other than Syracuse, but he predicted right. a 10 point, win, 10 point win for Syracuse, and we exceeded that. Right. Um, Pittsburgh yep. hadn't lost any other ACC team more than three points. And um, we exceeded Vegas, too, right? So, I believe so. So, I mean, let's just be happy we did it. An amazing second half. We saw some things kind of turn. Does it stay here? Yeah. Is it always going to be like that for the rest of the year? Did they just flip a switch? I mean, I doubt it. I, I mean, these don't, things. These I don't thi- understand it. You don't understand what the negativity. I just don't understand. Yes, because we. Right, well, we'll get year it. In, if you are a Syracuse fan, you see it every year, year in and year out. They get better as it goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into it because we got some more okay. here. Yeah. Um, and, and doing it this way, by the way, while we do talk the montage and doing fan feedback this way, allows us to get to more comments too. Because I, yeah. I kind yeah, of and just and and you know what to that comment too, Jesse Edwards. The I mean, you obviously two years right, and you see the the improvement. Uh, you can see he's just he's a game changer when he's out there. 
I mean, it's just the bottom line. He's a game changer when he's out there and he's when he's in the game and he's making the rotations. Um, and, you know, he's he's really the guy that's – I mean, you expected kind of all this other stuff from everybody else. Jesse Edwards is what you didn't expect. And I think that's what's even keeping us even right there to, like, being able to talk about team, to be perfectly honest with you. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, where was he last year? I mean, t- forget two years ago. And this is Michael's comment, but l- last year, it was like, what a turnaround from just last year. It's been amazing. Imagine if he could have played like this last year. No, I mean, you just see his confidence is gaining yeah. more and more yeah. every game, every play. Yeah. Um, coach says we're getting better. Got a long way to go, obviously. Um, and, and he talks about telling the guys, you know, it doesn't matter. What you're reading in the print and what people are saying, it, all that matters right now is is the next game. The, the most important thing is the, is the next game on the schedule. And basically, we got to focus and go out and execute. All the talk about we're not going to make the tournament, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. All that is just complete speculation right now. I mean, until we're mm-hmm. out, until we're out, until we're out, out mathematically, in, in, in my opinion, then... As long as there's a chance, so you're saying there's a chance. Yes, as long as there's a chance, I have faith that things can turn around. Obviously, yeah. at some point, you lose some faith, uh, which no. which was all of it's, us before this game, right? We were, I mean, we're at some good. point, you get to the point where all we, you have to win the conference tournament or you're not going to make it. Sure, and We're absolutely. not there yet. No. So we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, Brandon, we need nine more games legitimately like this to get us in a better conversation. Mike on Facebook stopped the bleeding. Hopefully they can grab two more on this homestead and pick up some much-needed momentum. Uh, Alex on Facebook, quad four win. Nothing special if we don't get some some solid wins on the resume. We are cooked. So uh, one more. Brian on Facebook. Uh, glad we didn't lose, but I'm not doing the happy dance. Lots of good things. Still concerning after that zero fouls in the first half for Jesse. Maybe that's where I saw it. Zero fouls for the first half of Jesse. Um, zero fouls in the first half that Jesse fouls out without being without their big guy being out there most of the time. I love Jesse's progress, but I don't know if he'll be able to stay on the court this year. And without him, I think we're going to be screwed against better teams and anybody who pressures us is a threat. Absolutely. Anybody that pressures us is a threat. Um, quad four win, nothing special, Alex. Yes, absolutely. But, and he's right. You know, we need, we need some resume builders or, you know, we need some big, bigger wins before um, we can be, start talking about, you know, locked in type situations. And, and Mike's right. It stopped the bleeding. Obviously three game skid, not good. You're at home. Got to capitalize on this. And like he mentions, and we've mentioned, you, you got to have two more. And what do you think about Brandon? Uh, nine need nine more wins uh, to be in the conversation. Let's see. One, two. Where are we at? Where are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games left. So I mean, it's probably pretty close. It's probably pretty pretty close. The problem is it depends on what wins we're talking about. It always comes down to. What kind of quality wins we're getting going heading into March? It's true, and you also have to understand too that it also comes down to you know strength of the bubble, and it also comes down to um, what your strength of schedule is and everything like that. People, I don't think I think people underestimate, and I think this is one of those things that um one of the reasons why Syracuse has made it in some of these years where people are like, oh, how do they make it? 
well, the strength of schedule. It was not a conference schedule. It was it was that we played in the ACC, and that would just make up for these these kind of mid major uh, bubble teams and kind of push us over the edge. Or you know, we we get a couple quad one wins or something like that. Um, you never really know what that outlook really looks like until you kind of get near the end of the season. And um, you know, I this is going to be probably our best strength of schedule in, in recent memories. Uh, this is one of the tougher seasons that we've had. So I think people underestimate how much strength the schedule actually makes up for, um, for wins. And I think you see it in Ken Palm's analytics where I think that we're still ahead of Miami. If not, we're very, very close. Um, and you know, they're 13 and four and beat us. So Syracuse is 69 and Miami 77 currently. So, yeah. So, and I mean, Miami pulled off a big win against Duke. Let's not forget. They did, so. and they lost to Florida State last yeah. night. And um, this is they're behind us because of their strength of schedule. Right. That's that's just what it is. They have 13 wins because of their non-conference. And we played a bunch of tough teams in our non-conference, and so we are where we are. So I think people underestimate. Everyone wants to look at, you know, 19, 20, 21 wins is like that, that matrix. But, I mean, we've seen teams, I, I want to say, one year a Stanford team got in with 16 or 17 wins. But their, their, um, their strength of schedule was high and um, the bubble was weak. So I, we, we will finish the montage and fan feedback up right after this. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. As I mentioned before, time to hear from the good folks over at the Spotify Green Room app. Go to your iOS or Android stores today. Download the app. Once you get that puppy downloaded, why don't you follow us at Q's Militia. Sign up for notifications. You can get notified whenever we go live. We always go live at least once. As long as I have internet, we'll go live at least once during the show so you can get a portion of that show live and you can even get in on the action but that's not it you can even do your own thing you don't have to just listen to us um, you want a cheap way to do your own podcast about any subject you want it doesn't have to be sports it can be anything you want download the app set yourself up get a decent pair of headphones that you can plug into your phone and sign up for your segment to be recorded and emailed to you at that email address that you sign up with and boom as soon as you start your segment, it starts recording. As soon as you stop your segment, it ends recording. Sends that puppy to you. You can up- upload it to any any um, podcast hosting platform. And there you go, man. There you go. It's the simplest, easiest, cheapest way to have a podcast on a free app, no doubt. So go to your iOS or Android stores today. Download the app. It's free. All right, Joe. So we heard from Cole Swider. That was Cole Swider at the end of that um, montage talking about, look, you know, Coach had said to me, and he said to the media, um, that for Syracuse to be their best, that he's got to be more aggressive. We talked, I can't remember, I, I think it might have been Jesse on Facebook, I think it was, who mentioned that, you know, who is going to be that guy? And and you and I were befuddled. We were like, oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it could be, maybe it could be Cole. My computer is in, in battery saver mode, if you, can, if, you, if you care to know what that was about. Um, it, maybe it could be Cole. I see it. I see, the, I see it in his face. My, my, my wife calls him Angry Stewie. So, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. She gets yeah, a kick out of it. My girlfriend says he looks, she, he looks like Freddie Prinze Jr. 
Uh, yeah, an angry Freddie Prince Jr. Though he's always angry. <laughs> like, take that and use it. He's intense. He's yeah, intense. He's intense, like camping. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, he could be that guy. Maybe he's a little hesitant because he doesn't want to have the the get hit with the fouls and stuff. You know, I mean, um, he didn't shoot very good last night at all. Uh, I think he was over four from three. Yep. And um, you know, he ended four up with ten overall. Yeah, yeah, he ended up with ten points. Two of them came from the line. And um, I really like Cole. I was huge on Cole coming in. But I think he's having a hard time, at least a little bit, of finding his spot. But when you look at the starting five and even the bench players of someone who could be that aggressive person on the floor, you know, it, it's, it's probably got to be him. It only makes sense. And uh, we're still kind of waiting to see it. I mean, here we are, you know, 16 games in or wherever the hell we are. Yeah, 16 games. And um, we, I, I mean, I got to be honest. I just I haven't seen it a ton. I see it in his face. I see it how passionate he looks. But, you know, on the floor yeah. is, is another thing. Well, I mean, you look at the, the situation that they're in sometimes, especially in college basketball. I mean, there's a lot of teams that play three guard sets with, you know, maybe a tall forward and another, you know, six eight six nine forward. Um, and with our lineup... I mean, you have Buddy who plays as a tall two anyway, but, you know, a, th- a three or a small forward from another team has to guard either Jimmy or Cole. And both of them are 6'8". And so, you know, we've seen Jimmy attack the hoop and score around the hoop, and I think that they're trying to figure out a way to use Cole Swider, and what are we going to do when the mismatch goes to him? So, you know, Coach, he talked about, you know, the baseline and, how he feels comfortable down there and stuff like that. And, um, you know, he, he's definitely got to be, he's got to definitely be more aggressive and go into the hole. And then, I mean, he's one of the better free throw shooters on our team. So he should be going, trying to go to the line too. I mean, you know, you see him try to make these, these moves to the basket, he'll get to the lane and he'll do all these pumps and these triple, you know, move, you know, pivot foot and end up shooting a fadeaway. And it's like, you're not going to get a foul that way. So, um, it would just be nice to see him try to like Jimmy and some other guys, you know, as he's driving to the hoop, just finish instead of having to stop and try to figure out a jump shot. I feel like he has to jump shoot everything. And, um, you know, he's got a little bit of game to work on, but he can shoot and he does have mismatches from time to time. So he's definitely got to be the one to step up. And really, we saw everybody step up yesterday. I mean, Joe Girard went over three from the three point line, had eight points, four from the free throw line. But the two baskets that he had were tough, like drive to the lane and he finished right Samir Torrance we saw him drive to the lane then got another good pass as he cut to the basket from Buddy Cole Swider he got a layup off of a backdoor pass I believe from Jimmy um we fed Jimmy down low when he has mismatches we fed Jesse because we know that he's actually an offensive weapon like yesterday wasn't just a we're gonna feed 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 I mean out of 49 shots only 17 of them were three-pointers and you saw us actually I, I saw an offense that was that was different I saw guys moving not just standing around waiting for somebody to make a play or, or a kick out um, and that was really to me the most it was better than to me it was better than our defense in the second half because if there is one thing that Pittsburgh has, it's, it's toughness. They're not going to give up and they're going to play tough defense. And so to see our offense play like that and show another level or another layer, so to speak, that's what gave me confidence moving forward is the fact that it's not just going to be hero ball, you know, jump shooting and everything like that. We're going to feed the guys. We're going to get mismatches and, and people are moving without the ball. So not just Cole Swider, but everybody to me yesterday was an everybody kind of came together and, and, and made that happen. 
Yeah, and then, you know, less aggressive. A pretty good defense, but less aggressive. I forget what where we said Ken Palm had him, but it wasn't anything jumping off the stat uh, sheet to me. See, I think they're a good defense, but I think because of their depth, they can't press. Okay, fair you know, enough. You have, All right, that's they, a good... they were talking about how they only had two or three scholarship guards and something like that because of the players that were injured in legal trouble. So, I mean, if you have your normal depth, I'd be willing to bet Capel would be definitely pressing us a little bit more. Well, I mean, he pressed late, too. I think there was yes, six six minutes left or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the game was out of control when he started. It, you know. That's like a Hail, that's a Hail Mary press. Yeah, yeah, because he probably had a feeling, even though it's Syracuse, I mean, I just don't think we can do it. And, and he was right. I mean, they got him the first time a little bit, but um, there was a turnover on the first time pressing. Syracuse did a terrible job. And then after that, they yep. fixed it. So um, uh, that, that's it for the montage. I'll follow up with a, with a couple here. Uh, our, our boy Zach on Facebook, top fan, of course, finally got his badge back. I really want to see this team hit the big dance. I need to see more. Uh, I would like to see the Bayheim clan go out in style, not misery. That's one thing that, dude, I've thought about quite a bit is that, you know, you've got Jim Beheim approaching his 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 the end of his career, coaching both of his sons is an absolute dream come true for a father at this level. There's no doubt. I mean, just mm-hmm. you know, oh, and mother, yeah, and mother, right? But I mean, when it comes to the team, you got the coach coaching his two sons, right? Just an absolute family affair, and f- for it to go out the way it's looking or was is looking. Let's be honest, we're at 500, and it's not anything to be too too excited about at this point uh you know you just hope that they can do something to change this turn this around and make it a successful season of this because it will be memorable regardless but successful would be yeah you know would be amazing it'd be amazing to the fans and to coach and everything and 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 you know i just think that would be great so that, that hangs that that is Left to be seen at this point. At Tony Staffieri on Twitter, a remarkably unimpressive double-digit win. Well, I don't know. I'm not real sure what Tony was expecting there, but I figured they would cover. But more than 10, I don't know. And then in the first half, I thought, well, crap. (laughs) What was I thinking? Because I was so confident coming into this game on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on the podcast last time. And uh, here we are struggling. And my wife said before the game started, she said, look, this comes from someone who is not an analytical sports fan. She watches Syracuse sports with me and occasionally Raiders football and NASCAR, which she just likes to take naps, which is why she likes NASCAR. So um, quite honestly, just puts her to sleep. She said, I hope Syracuse has a horrible first half. So that they can come out in the second half and be better. And I said, well, the way it's trending, if they have a horrible first half, they're going to have an even worse second half. But it wasn't the case. So, I mean, I don't know what you, what you expected, Tony, but um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was an okay win. We all know, the, we all know what level of competition we're dealing with. Right? So. Yeah. At Otto the Orange, not the real one, on Twitter. Great. They beat a 6-9 and nine team. You sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Great. They beat a six and nine, nine team. Big deal. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. At, as, uh, at, as you, Vidala mentions, beats the alternative. Absolutely. I mean, big deal. I mean, okay. Uh, we just lost three in a row, ACC games, and uh, we're back at home. We win one. Well, thank God. Breathe a sigh of relief. 
and be happy. Damn it. Uh, all right, that is going to wrap it up for fan feedback. We appreciate all of you for participating. Go there at the end of every game and leave a tweet or post saying thoughts on the game. Go there, leave your thoughts, and we'll try to fit them in. Okay, Joe. Sir. The all-time series between Florida State and Syracuse sits currently at 8-5 and five in favor of the Orange. Coach Bayheim holds a 5-4 to four edge over Leonard Hamilton all-time, uh, all of those ACC games. Uh, last game earlier this, well, later last year, I should say, a 63-60 win. Gerard Beheim, Buddy Beheim, Edwards, Swider, Jimmy Beheim is your starting five. Swider and Gerard, 16 points. Edwards, 12 rebounds, and Swider with 10 rebounds. That was an excellent game for Cole Swider. Uh, we remember um, Florida State had a little bit of trouble shooting and whatnot, but Ken Palm's got them 52nd right now with an adjusted offense ranked 95th and an adjusted defense ranked 33rd uh, since playing Syracuse. So they lost, after they lost up, they lost to South Carolina. They beat Lipscomb. They beat NC State, okay? They, they lost against Wake Forest. Then they beat Louisville, and like Joe mentioned, they beat Miami last night. So those are four of their ACC games, including us. So that's their ACC slate right there. They're ranked 71st in the NCAA net rankings, making this a quad two game for the Orange at home, Joe. So when you look at this game last time, there was a part of me that felt like we kind of, well, we did squeak away, 63-60, but I felt like some luck was on our side that day with their shooting, which wasn't great. I think they were they were 13% from three. First of all, 44 for, thir- for 30, which is terrible. And 18 for 33 from inside the arc, 54%, which was pretty good. So is this the same team? Are they improved? I mean, they did. They, they don't have some – they have some decent wins in Miami, in my opinion, and NC State and Louisville. Those are all pretty decent wins, in my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, so – Florida State, ever since they played us, um, you know, you did talk about their schedule, but they did have a little bit of a COVID break in there before the NC State game. Um, so they had something that, they, you know, they dealt with that. But uh, this team, like we know from Kempom and we know from playing them before, their defense, I mean, they came in, they tried to stop Buddy. They did. It was, you know, Buddy's probably still to this day worst game um, this year, and we still ended up winning. But again, that comes down to, you know, us holding them for a 30 from the three-point line. And they, that's really what it comes down to. Um, this team obviously, you know, has gotten better Florida State, and they still have really, really good defense. You know, this game was played a 63-60 last time. And I think that there's still a lot of people, when you look back, it's like, how do we win that game, right? Right, that's what I was saying. I mean, I feel like yeah. we squeaked one away. I mean, we squeaked the game away, but we had some things go our way as well. I mean, got a little luck. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. And, you know, and I watched them against Miami, you know, and they had a little bit of swag. I don't know if Miami was a, you know, um, it was a home game for Florida State. And, and I don't know if, you know, Miami had a little bit of overconfidence from just coming off a of beating Duke or whatever. But, uh, you know, Florida State still got the same old system with the same coach, and and you know the defense is going to be tough. It's going to be another, you know, I think Ken Palm's got him. I think adjusted defensive rating is thirty third, um, and I, I'll guarantee yes. they're not going to shoot as bad as they did last time. So um, obviously, I mean, the, the, we know what the keys are. Again, we know like there's there's basic stats when you look at it, the turnovers and stuff like that, points off turnovers. 
And obviously, you can't get out-rebounded that bad. Actually, I believe we've actually out-rebounded every ACC opponent that we've played this year. By by one against Pitt, by w- one against Florida State, and I don't have the other ones in front of me. But actually, I can get them. And I don't even care if we lose by one or lose by two. It's better than what it was in the past when we're losing by, you know, double digits or eight yeah, or nine. Absolutely. So, um, by, by you know, we know, we know we need to shoot free throws better. And, I mean, it's going to come down to this. I mean, is Florida State going to shoot better three-point-wise? Most likely. Um but is Buddy going to do better than three of ten with six points? Uh, well, um, and then obviously there's the new—I mean—the nuance of Jesse, where we know that he can't fall out. So I mean, that's really where you're at right now. I mean, you're looking at how's Florida State going to shoot versus Buddy because last game both of them stunk, and obviously we know by the stat last night that Jesse fouled out of his first game. Albeit he He's did followed have out of every ACC, ACC game. game. Albeit he did have 11 points and 12 rebounds, two blocks, uh, steal and assist. But he, he was the 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 Kempheim MVP of the Syracuse Florida State game last meeting. Yeah, and he got 30 minutes in. So, I mean, those are the little things you're looking at. Is, I mean, what is Buddy going to do against the defense that they played against? Um, you know, you're gonna, you have tape, so you're going to go back and you want to see. Obviously, how do you play him and how we're playing differently? And I think that's why I was excited about the way that the way that our offense played last game, because, you know, they were cutting. They were doing different things. They weren't just standing around and standing around, especially against a good defensive team, just makes it that much easier. So, um, you know, those are those are the keys, man. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, Florida State's going to shoot better. Is Buddy going to shoot better? Is Jesse going to stay out of foul trouble? I mean, there's certain things that happen in that game with Buddy shooting bad and Jesse being in following out that, you know, I mean, that kind of evened out to, to make it 63-60. But, again, we only won that game because they shot so badly and we forced them. You know, so I would be – I mean, if I'm Leonard Williams or Leonard Hamilton, I'm making sure that – I'm making sure that we're not shooting that many threes and that we're going to we're gonna play from the inside out and we're going to we're gonna find ways to score down low. Um, and, uh, I mean, they've already played, again, like I said – um, different teams, obviously, but um, they they have experience and everything, and then they're playing different guys, different min- different amount of minutes. But at the end of the day, that's all this game's really going to – I mean, if they if they make the shots and if Jesse stays out of foul trouble, if Jesse gets in foul trouble, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and if, and if obviously if they get hot from three, I mean, where, where are these guys shooting from three right now? They're shooting 33%, okay? So that's about the average of what people shoot against us so all it's going to come down to how many they're going to take last time i mentioned they took 30 they hit four of them they absolutely struggled they were terrible and they were at home they were six to 20 against miami last night so i mean you're looking at 20 just over 20 percent um i mean uh-huh. yeah it's just over 20 percent joe 5 of 20 would be 25 percent. so it's more yeah. than 25 percent. so my math was wrong but i correct myself so it doesn't count right um sure okay um, so yeah, it's just over 25%, which is terrible. I mean, it's awful. Uh, right. I don't think they can win sh- even shooting that, but they shot 13% against us last time. So yeah, but it shot out of 63 shots. They shot 33s. Yeah. Which, which is everybody's game plan though. Unfortunately, unfortunately it's for not them the game plan, it's just kind of what happens. Right. But against, uh, um, Miami, Florida last night, they shot like 20, the game plan. 20 out of the 50, out of the 54 shots. They shot 23 pointers. So again, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, if you, 
if it happens, it happens. But again, if you're not, if you don't shoot well from three, and in about fifty percent of your shots that you take are from three, then then you're probably not going to beat us. Yeah, I would so agree. I I think they're going to make a change there. Would be my best guess. Yeah, and Syracuse's guy. Maybe we see a little bit more one three one stuff or whatever coach wants to say one one three or whatever. Um, yeah, forcing to shoot three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's been a good change up for coach, and maybe he can modify it a little bit more. And I mean, I don't know. Or these, you know, the the guys can just get a little bit more used to it. But take away, right, right, right. Take away the foul, the foul line, which is where we get killed and elbow over there. That's where we get killed all the time, and that's uh, where they're gonna kill us if they do. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. On two predictions, then, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right. So, where was I? Where is this thing? All right. Here it is, right here. I've got it sloppily sketched down right here, Joe. I won. I know. Okay. All right. I won. Not by much. Not by much. Um, It was by seven. Which is not much in a basketball game. Really, it's not bad. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I improved to two and three. You dropped to three and two. And here we are. You're not running away with this thing. I ain't going to let it happen. All right. Okay. I'll see. All right. So, I think, I think you went first last time. I'll go first this time. I think that Syracuse uh, rides the momentum tide, rides the confidence tide against Florida State. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the crowd is not just more numbers, but better. Like, let's be mm. honest, guys. I, 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 I Don't, we I, talked about it, bro. Huh? I'm telling you, that's why. We've already talked about it. We know why. I know why. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking the crowd yesterday, last night, wasn't bad. But it was also it not, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I've seen less people in that dome make more noise. Let's put it that way. That's only, that's, it wasn't full. I've seen less people in that dome make more noise. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, so hopefully the crowd can make a difference, regardless of how many people that are there. I know that small crowds in that dome can make a difference, and hopefully that's what we see. And I think yeah. we will. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's been cold as balls out in Syracuse. <laughs> hopefully get out of the house, maybe shake some icicles off and walk into the dome. That'd be great. What, uh, did you, without without looking, have you? Did you look at the attendance in the game without looking? I could, did not. Did you guess? I, I never look at the guess. attendance. Guess. Oh boy, yeah. you're gonna really put me on the spot. So I would go low. Max capacity is like thirty five. I understand four, that. Four, six, right? Right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty five hundred. Really? Oh, yeah, it's really low. Fifteen thousand. Okay. All right. Well, they were spread out, so it's really hard to tell. Plus, you never see yeah, the other. That's really not. But that's not good for a conference game. I didn't say it was good. I didn't say it was good. I've. I all I'm saying, Joe, is while while you filibuster my prediction, is that I've seen smaller crowds make more noise. In other words, I feel like that should have been way louder. It was not. It was no, like an it. old folks' home in there last night, and it was extremely quiet. You could hear a pin drop sometimes. I'm not accusing you. Okay, what? Are you, then I'm we're talking about that. two different things. Saying, then. Yeah, I'm making my own point. Oh, okay. Well, you should have said that because I just yelled at you. Now you made me feel bad. That's my point. Yeah. That's Is that what, what you're do. trying to do? <laughs> Heather, Heather, <laughs> Heather must. I'm just saying. Heather look. must hate you. 
I'm just saying at the end of the day, this, yeah. I'm sorry no, you guys no, had to no, listen no to bueno. that. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Yeah. Okay. Well, you never see the blue curtain. You never see beyond the scores table. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know what the hell is over there. Right. So it's hard to, it's hard to see. I'm only seeing half of the court. Mm. Yep. Um, by the way, uh, before I give you my prediction, this 1911 Beacon Skiff, Cranberry Hard Cider, guys, it's got a sweetness scale of two and a half, Joe. I know Joe. No, it's right in the middle. That's perfect. Joe, Joe turned me on to the Beacon Skiff ciders. Not a cider guy, but I am a Beacon Skiff cider guy. Now, the tropical mm. one's too sweet for me, but but this here. Way too sweet. Way too sweet. The, this one here, though, Joe, is amazing. And if I do say so myself, it is worth 12 bucks for four 16-ounce cans all day. Because it's that right, freaking good. Right there with you, bro. Okay, all right. I'm glad we, we agree on something. Okay? No no fighting. I'm sorry. Um, no, all right, you got to so, get a plug in there. Uh, you some side cash there? What's going on? I might, I might shoot them an email and be like, hey, you need a plug? I'm sure you don't, but I'll do it anyway. Definitely not. I'm barely keeping my head above water here with the with the green room app. Uh you know, I got this thing right at the top of my head. I don't even read anything for that thing, and uh, I, I would love—I <laughs> would love to—I uh, would love to promote this stuff because it's local. It's in Lafayette, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, where the hell is this? Hold on, I'm sorry, guys. Lafayette, Nedro, something like that. I don't know. Where the hell is it? Ah, oh, crap! I don't know. I'll—I'll I'll look it up when when Joe's doing his. Okay. Um. All right. Look, I'm gonna cut to the chase. Syracuse rides the momentum tide. They're gonna it's go. They're, it's Lafayette. Okay. Um, they are going to, they're going to win this game. They're going to go two in a row here. You know, Clemson's another story. I don't know. We'll see how that goes and maybe do a little bit more research. Um, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to kind of go with the, with the theme of last game being low scoring, but I think since it's home and maybe who knows, they think Florida state maybe gets a little bit better, figures something out. Um, I'm going to say Syracuse wins. 72 to 66 cues at home. Quad two game. Wow. Look at you. What you got? Well, I'm right there with you. I think that our offense is going to be better um, being a home game. Uh, but I think I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. Oh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go Syracuse wins, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be close. It's gonna be a nail biter. Uh, Syracuse wins uh, seventy to sixty-eight. Seventy to sixty-eight. Cuse. Okay, this is gonna be a tough one. This is gonna be close. Could be close. Could be close. Um, okay, maybe Cole turns it on. Maybe Cole turns it on because it's got to happen at some point and. We know what they did to Buddy last time. It's hard to overcome that when they get a game plan and they can replicate that, which is a possibility that they can. They're pretty athletic, and they're going to give him plenty of attention. I've seen three guys on Buddy at some points last night. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. insanity. So um, they've got to have the game plan for that. Assume Buddy's going to get taken down. What's plan B? You know, not taken down, but it's going to be held in check. What's plan B? And just hope that they can... Um, have some decent picks like they did um, last night. They did a great job. Jesse, well, I mean, Jesse did a great and, job. And we talked about that from even um, from the Virginia game. 
from the Virginia game till now, we've gotten way better. So learning how to play offense while Buddy's being double teamed, we've kind of, I feel like, gotten, we've got past that point since we played Florida State. Yeah, Joe stepped up. I mean, we've seen Jimmy step up. We've seen Cole step up. We've seen multiple people step up, right? So, but again, it's going to be the stuff that we talked about, right? It's, it's going to be, Jesse Edwards is going to be in foul trouble, right? Or is it going to be, you know, our defense? Because we did say that, you know, obviously our defense, we know that a lot of people score against us, right? So if we got to step up, we got to step up. And it all just depends on how Florida State shoot. Florida State shoots even decent from three-point line. They beat us last time. So that was an anomaly. I wouldn't expect the same. Um, it's going to be a tougher game, and you you better believe they're going to be coming out looking for revenge so definitely yeah. going to be a tough game and i think that we know what's coming and we we're going to be prepared for it so um i like what i saw this past game and hopefully we can build on that it's really it's all i got okay all right cool uh by the way we didn't make the show shorter doing that it's about the same freaking length but anyway Sorry. that is going to do it for us tonight we will see you as planned hopefully on sunday to discuss the hopefully win over Florida State. Yeah, Pack the dome. Pack the dome. Like the Otto's Army was was not showing up either. I didn't see a whole lot of Otto's Army there. For Joe, I'm sure we're out. Show up. Peace.